Have you ever suffered from boredom? Have other podcasts forced you to turn them off midway through? Is this lack of voice audio hurting your life? Worry no longer, because at Karen and Ron Associates, we are here to help. We will hunt down podcasters that have bored you and get you the settlement you deserve. Better yet, we will allow you to record boring audio, and then we will personally force that podcaster to listen to that audio, no matter how long it is. So don't delay. Fight for yourself, because we fight for you. Alrighty, Karen, I've got the sandwiches packed, the silverware, and the plates. Just have to grab some uh, glasses and then I think a bag of chips, and, and we could go meet Margaret and Adam for the picnic. Great, uh, just uh, put them in the basket, please. I left it next to the fridge. Uh, n next to the refrigerator? Wh where? I, I don't see it. In, in the hallway. Okay, Karen, next to the fridge. The fridge is in the hallway. Can, can you get off your phone for a second and help me here? We're going to be late. Hold on a second. I'm reading this crazy story on the news. Oh, Karen, come on. Hurry up. What is so fascinating anyway? Scientists are... Um, yeah, well, what are the scientists doing now? Scientists took a picture of a black hole. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh-huh. You know what? Why don't you just bookmark the story, uh, help me get all this stuff into the basket and then into the car, and you can just read that story later. Hold on a second. Just get the basket from the garage. Oh, dear God. Where exactly? Please look at me. Where where exactly is this basket? Uh, did I leave it in the trunk of the car? <sighs> Let me go check the hallway, the garage, and then the trunk of the car. Yeah, okay. Hmm, good job, yeah. Yep, not here in the trunk. Did you check the frunk? Frunk, Karen? The front trunk, Ron. Front trunk. Teslas don't need a huge end, so you have space in the front of the car. I, I got that, Karen. All electric cars have space in the front. I just, just didn't know the frunk terminology. Did you find it? Oh, yeah, it's right here. Uh -huh, okay. Got it. Let me just get all the food in here. Ron, Ron, listen. It says here that the scientists had to use telescopes all around the world and aim them at the exact position to capture the black hole. Wow, wow, how about you tell me more in the car? And they had to have perfect weather conditions to get a clear view. Yeah? It, it just amazes me how they are able to get such clear images of these things, like from the ground and these huge telescopes from space, from satellites landing on the moon. It's, it's so crazy the things scientists have done. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they do get some high quality images. Too, too bad all the moon stuff is fake, though. Oh, no. Don't start with me again. What? Oh, the moon landing? You, you don't know that's fake? Yeah, because it's not. I mean, I would have thought someone so into space like you would know about this. You're telling me, in 1969, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin did not land on the surface of the moon? Uh, they probably landed on the surface of a Hollywood soundstage. <laughs> ha ha, that's very funny. <laughs> well, all the research is out there on the internet, Karen. All right, Ron. 
How about we pack all this stuff up and on the drive to the park, you can try and change my mind. All right. All this stuff is in the car. Let's get the seatbelts on and we're ready to go and uh, and ready to disprove your ideas about the moon landing. <laughs> With what information? A bunch of it. Just sit down. I'll turn on the car and we can head towards the park. <laughs> it's always crazy to me how like electric cars just don't make any noise. You'd think that it's like not even on. Yep, very convenient for audio editing. What? What? Hey, you know, uh, you should you should do the background on this topic since you're highly well versed in the space programs and NASA and all that stuff. Me? That's usually your job. Eh, why, why not change it up for this one? Okay, wow, I wasn't expecting this. Um, okay, well this is new territory to me. Um, well we are uh, talking about the Apollo program that, or a, a project Apollo that was actually the third in a line of space missions by NASA. NASA refers to the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, the mission where two Americans, as I mentioned, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, land on the surface of the moon. Supposedly landed on the surface of the moon. Supp- hey, could you not interrupt? I am trying to talk and drive here. Uh, where was I? Oh, so the mission where they landed on the moon was the Apollo 11 mission, and its goal was to complete a task that by the late President John F. Kennedy because he said that the United States would reach the moon before the end of the decade, the 1960s. And they did, in July of 1969. Cut it awfully close, wouldn't you say? You know what? Those interruptions do actually mess your flow. But the main idea here is that Kennedy and the American people were responding to the Soviet Union's own engineering space-capable vehicles. The biggest trigger to win the so-called space race and get a man on the moon was started by the Soviets when they sent the Sputnik 1 into space in October of 1957. Yes. This was the first satellite the humans ever sent into space, and it flew in low orbit before its batteries ended up dying. When Americans saw this, it began a period of time known as the Sputnik Crisis, where Americans perceived that they had inferior technology to the Soviets and they were scared of the possibility of this technological gap being bad news for the U.S. And what better way to say, hey, don't worry, America, than to say that Americans will one-up the Soviets and land a man on the moon. Yeah. To keep Americans calm, it did help that this became the goal. Then a year later, in 1958, NASA was formed from parts of NACA, or the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, which itself started around 1915. NACA was experimenting with rocket-propelled planes since the end of the Second World War, so it was a perfect starting block for what became NASA. And again, it took about a decade and three attempts to reach the moon in 1969. Overall, the Apollo program was the most successful space program in history. It was the only one to have 12 people land on the surface of the moon. After the Apollo 11 mission with Aldrin and Armstrong, five more missions broke the low orbit and landed on the moon from 1969 to 1972. It was a very successful mission, and if I do say so myself, I was pretty successful with this background on the topic. Yeah, you did do a good job. It was nice for me to relax for a bit and, and, and interrupt as you usually do. I interject, Ron. I do not interrupt. Eh, well, it was nice to interject for a bit then. Well, I'm glad. Now, how are you possibly going to disprove all my great facts, I'd... I'd say fairly easily. All the information you need is in what you just said. The American populace was freaking out on account of the Soviet space test going on. From the Sputnik 1, as you mentioned, to another Soviet space program called Luna. After sending uh, five different spacecraft under the Luna name, the Soviets actually reached the moon with the Luna 2, although it was unmanned. 
it was the first man-made object to reach the moon, and that happened in 1959, just two years after Sputnik, and a full decade before the supposed moon landing of Apollo 11. The government saw this and, and knew that to ease the fears of Americans, they would have to promise something huge, and they did. But it didn't turn out to be so easy to get there. But Kennedy said just that. We go to the moon not because it's easy. But they would find out that it would be impossible to launch a rocket with a crew of people, reach the orbit of the moon, and then send out a lander, land onto that moon with the landing crew, while the orbit crew stayed in the other module, then release the rovers and other things, collect dirt, other stuff, launch back up, and then connect those two things together and fly back to Earth. Again, it wasn't an easy task. That's why it took so long and three missions to get right. Okay, okay, let me ask you this. How many people did you say landed on the moon? Across the whole Apollo program, 12. When was the final mission of the Apollo program? In 1972 with the Apollo 17 mission. And you said that there were six Apollo missions that reached the moon, right? Yes, yeah, six missions in the Apollo program from 11 to 17. And, and now I ask, does the Apollo mission stand alone in sending people to the moon? Yes, it does. The only program to have ever done that. Why? Why haven't there been other launches? Why hadn't the Soviets done the same thing after they saw the technology possessed by the Americans? The space race had been raging since 1957, and the Soviets had apparently developed the technology to reach the moon. I mean, albeit unmanned. So, so why not keep going and, and plant a Soviet flag too? Well, that's because the Americans would call the game after that. Once the Apollo program ended, there was a joint mission between the United States and the Soviet Union in July of 1975, called the Apollo-Soyuz Test Project, where an Apollo command module left over after the Apollo program docked to a Soyuz 19 capsule as it orbited the Earth. This was a great moment of peace amongst the two superpowers at the time, and it, it is now understood as the end of the space race, as the missions after that would be based on international efforts, like the International Space Station 1998. This... What did this program have anything to do with what we're talking about? Because it was as if America had just like called an indefinite timeout. They had scored some major points on the Soviets with this footage of a man on the moon, and then they just called game over as the winners. Nobody has to question anything after that. But even if that was the intention of the joint program, it still doesn't mean that the U.S. never got to the moon. Just that they wanted to show that they won by getting there, concluding the space race. You, you said it yourself, Karen. The, the last manned mission to the moon was in 1972. But... There have been hundreds of space flights and launches since then. Just look at the amount of launches the space shuttle program lined up. 137 launches into space where it took cargo and other stuff into low orbit around the Earth. And that's just one program of one country. If we look at everything sent up into space, into orbit that is, the numbers soar past 5,000 individual launches. And remember, some of those are headed into deep space like the Galileo spacecraft in uh, 1989 to study Jupiter and the Spirit and Opportunity rovers sent to the surface of Mars in 2003. But no human ever went back to study the surface of the moon? Well, with high-powered telescopes and new equipment, there may not be as much of a need to do so. Plus, a huge focus came on exploring further into the solar system and on multinational projects like the International Space Station. But what about collecting more physical samples from the closest celestial body to our home? All the talk of creating a base on the moon to understand that we can inhabit other worlds and, and eventually taking us to Mars. 
That's what all the satellites are for, to study and learn things. Karen, 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 turn left here. It's easier to swing into the parking this way instead of going all the way around. Uh, really? Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Can I cross? Yeah, he's letting me go. Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah, just stay right as you turn. You'll see the sign right away. Gotcha. Hey, you know what I just thought about? What? What about the actual launches of rockets from Cape Canaveral? You can't fake those. Well, you are right about that. The, the footage from the moon would have been filmed in a studio with green screens and stuff, but, but you do need to launch a rocket to even get to that point. But those would have easily been the low-orbit launches that were done throughout the beginning of the Apollo program before the 11th mission, in, in which they would have been testing the propulsion systems and life support, stuff like that. Once they realized it was much, much harder to get to the moon, all they had to do to fake it was just set a day for a low-orbit launch and record the footage after after the ship had left visibility and went up like too high to see from there they could just play the recordings on tv very easily all done in post okay that cannot be true you're telling me that now people can do like some high quality cgi stuff on youtube and like with photoshop and an entire government space agency could make a little movie in 1969 with millions of dollars worth of funding Oh, oh, hey, look, I, I see Margaret and Adam. They're, they're sitting on the table by the tree there. I don't know, Ron. Seems like a lot of dodging important aspects of the whole story. What aspects? I've, I've explained every part of it. From, like, motive to the how and to the when. Hmm. Just grab the stuff from the frunk and let's try and have a nice time, okay? Don't bring up any of your theories during lunch, please. <sighs> Fine. Fine. But, uh, but hey, b- before we go, do you believe me? Thank you for listening to an episode of Karen and Ron. A podcast miniseries from the logs. Please like, follow, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our merch store. With fresh styles inspired by the logs. Get a transcription of the episode. By listening on YouTube. And above all, remember to laugh a little. Nailed it. What about the actual launch of the rockets from Cape, wait, Cape Canavera? <laughs> Canaveral. Canavera. <laughs> Canavera. <laughs> you removed like five letters. That's pretty good. Canaveral. <laughs> what about the, <laughs> I had it, I had it. You're making me laugh. <laughs> Welcome to Cape Canavera. <laughs> All right, this is a blooper clip. All right, stop it. We gotta redo it. <laughs>